praise everything. Now you talking crazy. I need a little bit now. You just okay. Congratulations. I do. National League champions. We're going to the World Series. You got to be World Series champion. You got to team know, that's up. Questionable. Man. That's questionable. That ain't one of the World Series. Things. No, that ain't questionable. questionable. George is questionable. George is questionable. You just said. You just y'all said. Y'all, 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 ain't, y'all ain't been there since what? The, the 90s, my nigga? Shut up. Because we had to build a team. We had to build a team. Uh, it took the team for a decade. Yeah, it took the old decade. We got a team. You know yeah. how you know how, you know how sports operate in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Twenty years for you to hey, get and we, right. hey, and when we were win the World Series, I want to hear y'all say shit. No, I'm still gonna talk shit though. That's gonna happen regardless. We're gonna beat the that. Astros. We're playing. We're playing the Houston Astros. Oh, and then and then uh, the Falcons won today. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man. What a time to be alive. And the yeah. Hawks won too. <laughs> the Hawks. The Hawks won that game. Everybody oh yeah. That. that boy Trey um Trey Young did that real deal, man. Yeah, yes. The thing, man. Ice in his veins. Nice trade. Are you ready, Cam? Not yet. Everybody These niggas all went up to a casino. And how much y'all come yeah. up? Yeah, they went to a casino, happy asses. How much we come up? We still at work, ain't we? What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He said not enough to quit. I, look, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember nothing. <laughs> hey, you don't remember stuff when you're losing. Baby, Jane. You got it. Jane. Hey, Zach, Jane. You got it. Oh, y'all got drunk, okay? Y'all stayed the night or y'all came back? What's the day, Jane? Oh, okay. Y'all look like you had a good time. Biz looked mad as hell, like usual. <laughs> that was his happy face. That's what that's his happy face. You ain't see that grin? You ain't see that little that little grin? It was like this. It was a slight grin. That's his happy face. I question mm-hmm. what uh his sexual desires are. Oh. Whoa, what? what? He was like that? busting. He bust, he be like, <laughs> I'm mad as fuck. We don't want to imagine him busting or another man. Oh, that wow. came out of nowhere. That went left really quick. No, I'm judging. I'm judging. Oh, you know, you got to question me sometimes. I'm a Q today. Thank <laughs> <Like> you. <laughs> you know, uh, CJ was that last week. I mean, two weeks ago. I'm that this week. Uh-uh, we're losing followers. I'm questionable. I'm questionable now. So what? You know what? I'll be questionable. I said I'm questionable now. What? Y'all ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Y'all game? Yes, sir. Yeah, we good. Let's go. Family. Welcome back to another episode of In My Healing. 
we are black kings so on the last episode we ended the show slightly talking about reparations so tonight the show will be just that the big payback tj i know you got facts my brother go ahead and drop some knowledge on us most other ethnic groups like the native americans um have received reparations jews even throughout what happened with the holocaust they've received reparations most most marginalized groups in history who've dealt with large atrocities and, and, and genocide have received some form of reparations with black americans and you know what that's ridiculous. And yeah that's ridiculous thinking about what literally we, we are the responsible for the economy of america and canada so we haven't received reparations and i have my own personal thoughts on on reparations and how we should receive them but even in the military even soldiers noble noble was is is a soldier and um like i want to say during the 40s and 50s when soldiers were coming home from war white soldiers they were receiving a form of reparations like for their service they were given what we've been asked for 40 acres and a mule and things of that nature like they were given opportunities to buy houses for next to nothing because of the GI Bill and other other things that they put in place for them. But the black soldiers were were exempt from those things. I mean, they, yeah, they were exempt from them. They did not get access to it. You know what I did not know? Slave owners received reparations. Mm. During the war? Yeah. During the Civil War. Because when of the that slaves, When the slaves were quote-unquote set free, and became sharecroppers. After Abraham Lincoln got assassinated, they canceled out the our, what we were supposed to receive as reparations. Forty acres of the mule. And they gave it to the slave owners for their loss, quote unquote, loss. True. All facts. Mm. Now you said you had your own personal feelings about it. Elaborate. All right, um, we should receive reparations. I really do, but how we receive the reparations, that needs to be strategic and there needs to be some type of, Black America needs to have a, some type of sit down, sit down, even if it's all our major leaders or whatever, or just us. And we need to come into agreement on how, one, fighting for our reparations and receiving them and how we should receive them. I don't believe every Black person should get a check cut to them because of financially, what position is that putting yourself in? You have some people who financially are, they'll take that money and they'll do things like pay off their homes and invest in sound businesses and save this and buy land and do that stuff. But you have some who are gonna blow through that. They're gonna buy the newest cars, the highest grade weed, hose, shoes, they're gonna blow through that money. So. I believe it should be really strategic. Like, if you want to go to school, instead of receiving a check, the government should be like, okay, if this person at any point wants to go to school, if they want, if, for example, if they get to the age of 26 or a certain age and they decide they don't want to go to school, then the check will be cut to them. But if they want to go to school, that should automatically be paid for. The United States government should pay that out. Or if somebody's buying a home, that money should be taken in reparations. They should 
let the developers or whoever know what home and let the United States government know that home is paid for out of their reparations or, or land. Things that we can actually, you could teach somebody, you can catch a fish for somebody, but they're going to eat for that day, and that's about it. But if you teach a man to fish, they're going to eat for a lifetime because that's the skill they picked up. They're able to consistently feed themselves. Our problem is we wait for like PPP loans and and hopefully reparations and stimulus check and we blow through that. Instead of being like, you know what, let's put this towards some let's put it towards education. Let's put this towards combating generational wealth. Or let's do what we used to do at one point when we had all black streets. Not but not everybody's gonna be a business owner, but financially there needs to be a plan in place we know where the money's going and it can go directly there if you choose to now if you want to check cuts if you're at a certain age you're like 85 years old you ain't trying to go to school and you just want to make sure financially you're stable then the check should be cut to you but I also feel like there should be a financial planner who sits with these people or they go to a financial planner and figure out how they're going to spend these funds like i just don't believe in just giving us a lump sum of money and and it could happen. I'm not saying it's possible, but I'm not. I don't think we should just get a lump sum of money. I'll say that because I feel like most of us will blow through it. Dave Spell had that sketch where um they got reparations, and he was being funny, but he was you know there's some truth to it. Niggas were buying like Newport trucks and and stuff like that, and buying up McDonald's and Wendy's, but not really knowing out the ins and outs of it, like. That's a real thing. People who haven't had a certain amount of money, when they get a certain amount of money, they don't know what to do with it. They spend it on frivolous shit. So I believe we should get reparations, but there needs to be a call of action and a plan for the place. Okay, I see what you're saying. So it shouldn't be like a cutout. It shouldn't be monetary. You want to go to school, uh, vouchers for housing, student loan forgiveness, it be, right? It, and it should be monetary depending on your situation. Like, if you don't want to go to school, you don't want to buy a house, you just want your money, you should receive it. But even that, I believe you should receive it in a, in a substantial increment. So you can have something to at least live off of. They've done it for other people in history as far as money. They've offered Native, white Native Americans tribes like $10 million. Some of them I was, some of them accepted that some of them might have just pure pride turned that shit down. And some of them was like, you know what? Give us this land in Wyoming, or give us this land in Utah, wherever. And they've taken that land, and not to sound stereotypical, some of them have put like casinos out there, because they name them like Burning Sun and Howling Wolf and all of that, and they're creating more income for themselves. So check this, right? Didn't know, I'm sure a lot of people don't know, but if you think about moving, this is a good destination. In Evanston, Illinois, they became the first city to pay out rep reparations to black residents, right? They used their uh, marijuana sales to actually make this happen. Mm. Do you think we will ever see the rest? Who did? The black residents in uh, Evanston, Illinois. They're not the first. They're not the first. Who was the first? 
Oh, Rosewood, Illinois. Remember? I mean, Rosewood, Florida. You remember that? What was that? No, I don't remember, remember that. You remember the homes being burned down in that area? The black neighborhood, the black community out there? No. You ain't hear about it? Go ahead and tell them, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just in a nutshell. They, uh, just like how Tulsa got, you know, bombarded, Rosewood was the same way. Um, in 2002 or 2003, uh, their state decided to give reparations to 120 people that were uh, that were still alive, of course, um, to, to to pay off, you know, you know, in reparations of what happened in Rosewood, and it came up to an accumulation of two to three million dollars or some mess like that. So they're not the first to do it, but they're probably the first to do it on a large scale. All right, in a synopsis, Tam. What's in the synopsis to explain to you Rosewood, I'm just gonna give a quick synopsis of it. Uh, oh, Rosewood, yeah. Florida. Uh, uh, Rosewood, Florida, just like he said, in other time it's happened in other cities and other states. Um a black man was accused of raping a white woman. Yeah. So what and Rosewood was divided up in two halves. And white and black, of course, because segregation. But on the black side, it was a thriving, it was a kind of like Tulsa. It was a thriving town for them. They had churches, they had blacksmiths, they had restaurants, they had all these things that were black owned. They were self-sufficient. Right. And once the white the white natives of the other side of Rosewood found out about the rape, what they decided to do was come and look for the person and ended up going from that to a lynch mob to where they end up shooting people in their heads, hanging them, dragging them by horses. Like they killed most of the they literally killed most of the time. They literally yeah. killed most of them. And um come to find out she was lying. What happened was she had she had been cheating on her husband. Somebody overheard it. So when her husband came in, was like, What happened? She lied about it and said that she was raped by a black man. There's literally a movie. I read the story in the case study about it in school. Yeah. But there's literally a movie based on Rosewood, Florida. Yeah. Called Rosewood with Wing Reigns and Don Cheetle and Elise Neal. But that town doesn't even exist anymore. No. Like that they have a placard to commemorate it, but Rosewood, Florida doesn't exist. And things like that is happening. Tulsa, we all know about the Black Wall Street. It's happening um Willingham, North Carolina. Something down there similar. There was a thriving black town and they destroyed the town. Shit, in our own state, you had Lake Lanier. Lake Lanier, yep. Same thing happened with Lake Lanier, but what they did with Lake, with, with Rosewood, they just burnt the town down. With Lake Lanier, yeah. they created a dam and decided to flood the town. Flood the town, yeah. If you go underneath Lake Lanier, like people, they've had like scientists and scuba divers and oceanographers do all this shit. They've gone underneath Lake Lanier and they're still churches standing underneath um shops homes like mm -hmm. graves like you still see all of that still sits underneath that that's the reason they said there's a horse track down, down there too in a state yeah, that's that's the reason you got a lot of people who go swim on that lake they they man i really believe I, i'm real spiritual not religious but spiritual and i believe that's that's why you got people dying who go in have fun on that bitch. Right. But bro, when they disappear, they don't they, they don't show up till three or four days later. It got it's gotta be something now, man. 
But yeah, they've done that to they've done that to us. And like you said, they paid out reparations, but and it in a small on a small scale and maybe slightly larger scale, but not can but Noble brought up a good point. We start that's the start addressing these atrocities first. People receiving reparations for these things, because it's you could take that to the Supreme Court and be like, they legitimately destroyed the whole family's possible income of what they could have ended up making if they stayed along track of doing this. Mm-hmm. And then work down from there for people who are actually black people who are enslaved. No matter, even if you immigrated from like Cuba or, or South America. They can trace that your family was enslaved at that point. That government should be responsible to pay out a sum of money for that. And they like to say it's tricky and shit because of depending on the crop, they try to justify like, okay, that's that's the amount of money and the numbers would just be ridiculous. Like if these slaves were cropping rice, we had to try to configure rice to today's value and. What could have been made and what was possible and how much the enslaver made over this amount of time. Like they try to hit us with the bullshit, but just cut the check, man. And add interest to that check too. Um <laughs> Yeah, most definitely add interest to that check. But then you you, you, you talk about immigration too. We bring Brock. What about some of our people that was already here? No, they don't want to. If they don't qualify for reparations, they shouldn't receive cash reparations. I'm talking about land well, reparations. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Like if they were native to America and they've been on this land as black people before they and they were brought here. Now, if their land was destroyed and taken from them, they should receive reparations and that should be a separate case. But if they were brought from Africa, there needs to be some type of reparations. But that's also a can of worms too, because you could stretch that back to Africa and those tribes, if you could pinpoint the tribe and they sold you off to Europeans into slavery, who's to say you might shouldn't receive some form of reparation for that? It shouldn't it might not have to be money. It might be like, okay, we acknowledge that you your family was native to here and because of that we offer you citizenship, dual citizenship and into this country. Now, my family comes from Sierra Leone. They have that with Sierra Leone, but they don't call it reparations, but you know what it is. Like Ghana does it too. If you could trace your lineage back to those countries, they'd be like, okay, we can allow you to have citizenship here because of your, your genealogy, your bloodline is here. So you're native to here. So you're a citizen to here. You'll pay taxes and all those things, but you, yeah, so it's 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 Pandora's box. Reparations is a Pandora's box that I don't think they want to open, but you're gonna have to at some point. So there's actually a bill, I believe it's the HR forty, where they put a commission together um to examine slavery and reparations. Of course the bill is in limbo, but do you feel like we would ever in our lifetime, see on a mass scale reparations being given up. We might be on our deathbed, or we might we might die right after it happened. But I don't, I don't, I don't. You know what? I don't know. We might we'll be older. We'll be up in age. We might be seventy or eighty. 
that we'll be up in age, I feel like, when it happens. Because each and every generation, I feel like, now is focusing in and finding their fight and pushing for certain things. So once their focus becomes that of reparations and just solely that of black people, not and not to diminish um, or disrespect the LGBTQIA community, but when the focus comes less off of that, black people focusing on that, on that and focusing more on just like economically, we need a, a, a threat and a fair foot and hold, and they push for that. Things happen because things have to happen in order for change to come about. Bad and good. Then I feel like that'll happen. And I'm hopeful for not this generation and not the next generation, but the generation after that. I'm hopeful that they'll be the catalyst for that. Brother Rob King, CJ mentioned earlier in the show. Um, yeah, my head went black. <laughs> <laughs> the price of look, the price again. Oh, um, <laughs> let me just kick it like this, Rob. What, what does reparations? What would that look like to you if it was paid out? If it was given? <clears throat> What would that look like to you? Well, I mean, if we go back to the little, you know, definition, 40 acres and a mule, they say an acre ranges anywhere from, I want to say at least like with $2,000 or like, let's say 1500 and up, you know, depending obviously on where, but on average, something like that. So let's just, hey, how about, because um, we're worth it, um, two times 40 is 80, um, and they say a mule, but um, by mule at that time meant uh, means of travel, and our mules are technically cars. So, I mean, what would you say, an average uh, decent reliable brand new car would cost anywhere from, you know, upwards 30,000 and up. Um, so, I mean, together we're looking at 230, well, fuck, let's round it up to 250. Um, it's a quarter million dollars, but um, I say, you know, oh, excuse me, uh, my number is a little off here. Two times 48 plus the car, excuse me, 110, 110. Um, but I say just just put it said um, I say put it said a hundred and fifty thousand. Um, and I, I agree with your uh, views, Clarence, in, in terms of uh, you know the schooling. If you if you do choose to go that route, it should definitely be covered. Um, I wanted to say if you finish it, let's just say um, obviously school would be 100% forgiven. Um, and, you know, that whole money, you know, allotted, you know, forgiven as well. Well, it should be given to it, but um, I guess not broken down, perhaps, because you know how they would do it. So it would be something like, uh, I don't think they would ever give us <laughs> like a lump sum. Um, I think, if anything, they would probably factor it into our income somehow. 
kind of like a child support payment, something like I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, and if you know, because they, but I think that that would be, you know, foreseeable. We're not asking for a lot. And uh, hey, for those who really want the literal meaning, I mean, in 40 acres, um, and collectively, you know, um, uh, have some kind of financial advisor, you know, do a city, a, a small city amongst, you know, people who wanna, um, you know, that land in a certain community where, uh, Everybody, you know, basically this community is paid for. You know, we pay for it by us. Um, you know, decent working class, you know, people, and uh, where we can all be on, you know, one accord, um, and have it also policed and governed by, you know, our own or you know, fair uh, legislation. Um, you know, like people that we tallied up and we, we put in office, people that represent us, uh, to have, you know, fair and favorable outcomes, no, no, basically no bias in these communities. Um, and note to the Biden administration, now's your time. Every president did a drop the mic moment, right? Um, I hear your plan about with the Merck, you know, COVID pills and stuff like that. That's a 50-50 shot, nobody knows. We're still even at trial with these shots. But if they do work, that'll be, you know, a good thing. But I think this is a drop the ball moment. I know North Carolina, they did something kind of cheesy, like how they made Juneteenth, you know, gave it observance as a national holiday, would be just to say, you know, in this, not even the state of North Carolina, it's the city of North Carolina said, oh yeah, we're honoring reparations, but don't give them shit. I mean, that's bragging rights, <laughs> but what? What are, you, what are you celebrating? Oh, we got reparations. And then you make a national televised segment, then the mayor gets props, kudos on the back. No, what is given to you? You know what I mean? Um, hell, I don't even care if uh, you do something like, hey, no black person, you know, uh, start off with, you know, black person has to pay taxes. You know what I mean? Treat them like a business exempt. You know what I mean? Hey, we need to see some kind of leeway. We have to be given that uh, token of opportunity as our, um, our, our foreign community under these visas do. You give them, you know, pretty much a, a clean slate, um, and I just think, you know, just and obviously for those who want to see about change, everybody doesn't deserve this this uh, nice token. Some people are cool, you know, where they at. You know what I mean? Money don't change them. They say that's, you know, that's what they say. And some people, you know, it could be a uh, advice to grab more booze, more drugs, and so forth. You know, just a, a bigger destruction. Um, but obviously, internalize, look at this, you know, person's uh, demographic, look at them. Are, are they actually trying, looking for work, given that these eligible people? 
Um, so, you know, treat it like a, an extended stimulus. Uh, I want to say I like the idea, I don't know, I think Canada offered it. don't know if they're still offering it. Uh, they were given $2,000, could be wrong, uh, could have misquoted, but $2,000 a month until um, conditions are to pre-COVID standards. You know, so I think that we should be given, you know, some kind of, you know, uh, incentive, if you will, such as that. Just to give us, like, that we're going in uh, forward motion. And I was reading a, 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 a fact, too. They were saying, like, how, let's just say 2040, 50, if y'all can help me with the, the year date. But they were saying, like, how basically, they believe that uh, there's going to be a lot of interracial children and how, you know, uh, it almost be like, you know, kind of like, not the new race, if you will, but it'll be uh, definitely dominated to that point. So we can phase, and uh, with that mindset, we can phase out some of that, that bigoted hatred that will kind of ease us back into the existence of being human, you know, and not the 13th Amendment, uh, like property. And I think um, when we're viewed as people and not animals or property, you know what I mean? Once that mindset, and it, it also, I think, helps with uh, legislation, like I said, for getting people that look like us, you know, back into uh, these council rooms and advocating. I know Danny Glover, uh, celebrity actor, uh, he very much goes to these, you know, council as a time in, time out, uh, a few other dimension. But, you know, he publicly addresses, you know, issues like this. Uh, I know that's something that he's, um, stands on the forefront about, he wants to see it in his lifetime. And I mean, I think the man is at least 80. And I, I, I mean, I would very much wish that, you know, to be true. And uh, I feel like, you know, with just it being talked about, it's kind of like getting the wheels turning, but it gotta be that, that foot on the neck mentality. Can never not be a thought. But yeah, that's all. So I remember my question. I'm gonna throw that note because I know he's gonna keep it raw. So early in the early in the show, CJ mentioned that every other ethnic group has received some form of reparation. Why haven't we received our fair share, or more than fair share? Uh, ethical reasons. Uh, the nationality issue. Um, it's a large population issue. Um, we're not as identifiable as any other race. Um, if you look at uh, World War II, for example, in 1942 like, or something like that, they gave reparations to Japanese Americans because of the small density of population that was affected by 
the American soldiers at that time. So it was easily identifiable to uh, give roughly 100, 120,000 of the Japanese Americans, uh, their, their ancestors, or not the ancestors, the live uh, people that were part of that war at the time, their reparations, um, as far as Native Americans, easily identifiable to to uh, identify Native Americans and what groups they're part of because they make it known and they make it loud who they are by not only word of mouth, but documentation. Um, also, if you think about other Native tribes from other different types of cultures, they're just quantifiably like nat their nationality is just there, you know what they are and what they stand. The issue of reparations is that slavery happened a long time ago. So it gives you the argument that since it happened a long time ago, you don't have, for one, you don't have live, alive flesh in the flesh people that can actually claim their reparations. So we can't identify with new generation to 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 claim uh, reparations because one we lack documentation, and then two, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a lack of nationality, so it, it makes it hard for you to, to identify who is who needs reparations and who gets to have the the the, the golden ticket. Um, there is also like there's also uh, you just have to think about reparations on a, you're thinking about reparations on a small scale in a way. And this ain't small at all. There's millions of us, there's millions of black American people. So that's trillions of dollars that you have to give out. So it's not millions, like you would give to a subgroup of a hundred thousand people. Right. This is trillions. So it's, it will be a payout larger than what the government gives every year. They only get like $2 trillion a year or some mess like that. They'll be paying about ten to twenty for all of us, like whoever wants reparations. Now, how does reparations look as far as schooling goes, or as far as how people get it, as far as their tax, you know, getting their taxes or on a paycheck? That's challenging. That's very challenging. For one, the federal government ain't trying to give out shit if it has anything to do with one group in this in this uh, country. That's just that's just fact, and that's us. They're not trying to give us shit if it doesn't if it doesn't. If it's not able to spread with other communities, they're not mm -hmm. spreading it with us. Uh, they're not giving us a piece of that pie. Your vice president said, um, what'd she say? Vice president said, any policy, any policy that benefits black people should benefit all society. Let that sink in. But just think about that. Think about that. She also went and said that if uh, she's not going to do anything specifically for black people that she can't that she can't really uh, do for a community or society or America as a whole. So think That's about bullshit. that. That's bullshit. So uh, we worry about what Biden, uh, you know, the, the Biden uh, administration is going to do. We know what they're not going to do. <laughs> <We're not laughs> <gonna> do <laughs> if you're a vice I mean, president, yeah. i.e. black, i.e. Indian immigrant. It, from descendants, is saying that, then just imagine what everybody else is thinking. So, brother Noble, brother Noble, I respectfully uh, disagree with. I respectfully disagree with what the first part of what you said. Go ahead. I, you can I, disagree. And and 
I only disagree with the genealogy part. Like we don't do the work, but there are ways for us to, you can go look at old um, census. And then from that point, you start from old census, then you trace your back to manifest. Here, 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 here. Here's the challenge with that. Yeah. Let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. But it's been proven. It's, I see what you're saying. The documents get lost and burned. But it's been proven that that we can find manifest and we might have been labeled differently. Like we might have not been labeled by this specific name, but we were under that name. They could trace us back to another country. And I agree with you about the trillion dollar the payout. Like that's that's going to be a lot of money. But I don't think it's gonna cripple society either. Like us as black people in true fashion, just because we get a payout don't mean we're gonna start keeping the money in our own community in, in mass. No, I've never think seen cripple society. I just they're not gonna pay that. That's all I was simply saying. I would they're say do that, that because honestly what it does is it, it, it gives a large jolt to the United States of America's economy. It gives a large jolt to the economy to where you start financially, you start seeing money being poured, poured into certain things. People going, of course, people who don't have transportation, real transportation. So that's the automotive industry is is alive again. You people are gonna start buying homes. The real estate is alive again. People are gonna start going out buying food. So then at that point, the restaurant industry mm -hmm. is getting the joke. So I believe if you give that money to them, it benefits society. That's just my belief. I don't have a the, the math in front of me, but that's just common sense to me. I think a large amount of money given to anybody would be a detriment to any society because it makes your first of all, it makes the dollar weak. Second, if we're if we're talking about economics, if you're putting out a large boost of money, which they've already argued this when it came to the COVID, uh, giving out the taxes and whatnot, they already argue it just makes fundamentally you're giving out uh, your liquidated money pretty much. To a society that's gonna give it back to the country that has to owe other countries, which makes the dollar already weak. That's a problem. You give out tens and or fives and tens to twenties or trillions of dollars in one sitting or in in, in in a duration of two to five years, that's a problem within itself. Uh, I'm not saying it's gonna cripple anything. That's not that was never my argument. My argument is. Your government will never give out that amount of money. Period. That was that's just as simple as that. As far as I genealogy agree. goes, as far as genealogy goes, yes. If you can find your documentations, if you can find, if you can trace it all the way back to slavery, then by all means, you should do that. So, but what you're going to get from that is more than likely you're going to find your land, and you're going to and you're going to find and you're going to find where you originally come from. They're more than likely not going to give you reparations off of that alone. They're going to probably give you an incentive, but they're not going to give you reparations off of that alone. Uh, it, it's 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 hard to people already have a because when you trace back your genealogy, that costs money within itself. That documentation is not cheap. That stuff is 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 recklessly cheap. And and you think majority of Black Americans can afford that? No, they can't. They can't afford hundreds and thousands of dollars just to find out who they are unfortunately and that's it's very unfortunate it should be free honestly but uh you know that that if you can do i'm not arguing that you're right about that you should get back what's owed to you in any right. shape or form and argue it in the courts if it's possible everything that you need to do you do for yourself and your family but as far as on a large scale 
if we all said that we want our reparations and we all have our documentation, they're going to find ways to 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 uh to uh, skip through that. They're going to find ways to give it to you in small or tiny increments if they wanted to. But like I said, if a president or a vice president is saying those type of words, there's no possible way we're going to see that happen. It's it, we're too we're too large in population for one, and then on top of that, we're you know, there's no dig on interracial love and whatnot. I love it. You know, you do you. Love is love. You, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But you've got, there's, there's too much blending of the cultures, which brings up another issue. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that you're, you're, you're missing. It's a lot that, uh, there's a lot of pieces that we're all missing. There's a lot of pieces that we're not paying attention to. And there's a lot of pieces that we're not thinking about. Like, we're thinking about reparations because the money is owed to us. Yes. I agree with that. The money will always be owed to us no matter what. My ancestors died for this. Your ancestors died for this. Our ancestors died for this. For us to live, to 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 have this conversation today. So no arguing that, yeah, I want reparations. I want some money. I want my chips, man. I want to get a house and take care of my family just like everybody else. But uh, it's just it, on a larger scale, it's hard to defeat. Um, not saying that it's not impossible. The possibilities are endless. I would never say it's not impossible. It's just not possible right now. It's just not. Like so if, we were, if we no, were a ahead, smaller, if we were a smaller group of black people, uh, spread it out across the nations, but yet still small within a six-figure range of population, more than likely we'll get reparations. But we are a million, multi-million population type of group. Nobody's trying to give our reparations to that 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 large of a of a group of people. It's not. It's not. Again, I don't see it happening. I don't see it in our lifetime, but it'll happen. But yeah. well, like I said, I didn't argue that. I'm just I'm arguing that that in the now, like we're not gonna see that right now. Yeah, no, we're not. not see it. I don't. I don't see us. I don't see me being alive and saying it now. Right. right hopefully, right. hopefully, I'm proven wrong. Like I'm saying, the first black president. You have. You have men and women who are in their 80s and 90s who were able to see, who seen the first black president, first black vice president. That's something they thought they'd never see in their lifetime. So if it happens, if it happens like that, cool. But yeah. I just, I would love to be proven wrong. But yeah. I, that's what we do agree. I don't see it happening while we're breathing. Right, right. And, 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 you know, and like I said, it's not it's not hard to identify who um if if we're just looking at if we're looking at facial like phenotypes you I can't just give you money because you look the part I'm sorry I just can't do that I wouldn't do that I wouldn't give you money because you you just black no I need to I need to have concrete documentation that you are who you are and that your ancestors are who you are because anybody like they did with the native americans all them white folks then got some documentations calling themselves native american and they were never native they're never native and they got piece of the pie of the culture that they robbed like it's the same concept here like you don't know who is who unless you have concrete information that's just period and that and that's what we agree if you're willing to put the work in to find that out and discover that then you should you should reparations should be available to you. 
Now, if you're not willing yeah. to do the work, yeah. if you're not willing to do the work and invest the money in order to find that out, then no, you don't deserve yeah. it. It has some work has to be put into play. Let's not act like we're used to with the exception of welfare. And even then, there are certain yeah. stipulations and guidelines that you have to meet in order to receive those benefits. And, and uh, that's true. Yeah. And here's the thing. It, I if you want it, go there. I'm sorry. I'm about to say, if you want it, earn it. Put yeah. the time and energy no, into it. And I agree with that. But I, I, the only thing that I think we both will disagree with is, you know, yeah, work hard to figure out who you are, but this government should not be charging us for it. It shouldn't. They what we should be charging ourselves for is time and understanding who we are. That's what we should charge ourselves for. But no money should come out of anybody that's that's black that doesn't know who they truly are, like myself and possibly others. I'm not saying y'all because I don't know what y'all done. I don't know what research y'all come through. But myself, if I don't know who I am a hundred percent, then I want to work hard to see who I am. So I can actually go to the course and be like, okay, was I, did I come from, did I come from Africa or was I native? Did my, did my, cause, cause let, let me, under, let me let you know something. Let me let you no, know no, something. No. Tell, tell me something. Tell like, me something. I'm sure y'all all know, Cam, y'all all know. We, we were explorers well before any other traveler decided to come on any land. That's, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So the, the argument that, 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 uh, that people that black people are coming from one subgroup is 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 disrespectful for one because right. it doesn't justify it doesn't st- it, it still justifies re- uh, reparations it doesn't matter if you came from one side of the culture or the other side if my people were enslaved no matter where i come the fuck from then i'm owned i'm earned that you know you have right. to give that to me out of respect that's just what i you agree do. I saying I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying you have to financially have to pay out to discover your history, but if these things like the public library, they should be made available to you. And if you're willing to put in the work and the time to research that, and if it's open to you, then yes, I feel like you right, should, right. you should receive reparations at that point for putting that time. And like you said, that's a good point. At one point, this whole world was a Pangea. It was one landmass. So. There's reasons, prime example. There's reasons. If you have you ever noticed the phenotype of Native Americans and Asian Americans? Yeah. And African Americans or Black people? Native Americans look like, literally look like a combination of Black people and Asians. There's a reason for that. There was a land bridge at one point, what was known as Asian Minor, that they traveled over into what's known as United States of America. Like you're saying, black people were explorers then too. And they made their way over to this area. And that's when you have different cultures or ethnic backgrounds getting together, creating families. The black blood is in damn near literally everybody. It's proven that what was it called? Gene? That everybody comes from one area in the world and branched off from that point. So I guess they could use that as an argument too, being like white people deserve reparations because of the they were just people from Africa. But that's bullshit too, because you weren't enslaved at any point. No, that's people that reparations. Were... They already got their yeah, reparations. I mean, so it's a wealth gap. Well, yeah, so it is a wealth gap. So 
like you're saying, you have black people here, and that should be addressed too. You have some people who research that and find out that they come from from this area, from that area. Um, two examples: um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Everybody knows about his Samoan culture, but they don't know about his black culture. His black side, his father from Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia, Canada. And people were like, how does a black man get to Nova Scotia? During the Revolutionary War, the British told enslaved Africans, hey, if you fight on our side, we'll offer you freedom. Yeah, Nova Scotia. Freedom was Nova Scotia and all the good parts of Canada. Like basically, they just allowed them to be free in Canada because slavery didn't exist for the most part in Canada. But that's why you have black Canadians. Like it was actually a show they did about it called Book of Negroes. Like that's actually what the name of the book was, Book of Negroes, of people who fall on the side of the, the, the imperial rule and were offered off of that. Like, but you have to do your research to discover those things. And I believe those things should be made available to us to receive some type of reparations. Or Taraji P. Henson. You know who Taraji P. Henson is related to? Uh, wasn't her uh, like great grandfather or somebody like a sailor or something? I can't remember. Or like an explorer. Here's an explorer. Like an explorer. Here's an explorer. Here's an explorer and discoverer. Matthew Henson. Yeah. He's responsible for being yeah. one, one of the first people to go to the North Pole. Like, yes. Yeah. Like discovering the North Pole and, and researching. Yeah. Like that's a great, great, great grandfather. Same last name, right. same last name and all. Right. And she's related to somebody else, but that she took that time to figure that out. Like, I agree with you. If these things freely should be made available to us, and we should be able to. And if, I, I put it if, up. And if we can trace it back to that point in time, then yes, we're owed reparations. But, and it depends, and then the dollar amount shouldn't be the same either. It, depending on, it should be a set price depending on the like the chocolate or like if you were if you endure slavery for this amount of time if you take from your country you should get paid a certain amount if you are already here and your land was taken from you and there was a mass genocide of your people a certain amount but all those people need to be owed to but again that's not even people, that i think uh people that were already here don't mean to cut you off i'm sorry i keep going y'all off but uh, I think people that are already here don't should not only be owed, but also be given their land back. Now, a lot of cases have come up where uh, black folks that have found out that they were native to this country, which is America, uh, well, not America, before it was called like Turtle Island. Uh, they actually got all their documentation, spent tons of money just to get their proof that they are uh, from this land and then found out that there's certain parts of, of land ownership that they already that their family has had and white folk have taken it. So when they took it to court and so, and the court saw documentation, guess what? The people that were on their land, no matter if it was housing properties or a store or anything, they had to get off of it. Yeah. That happened in California. Yeah. There's a case oh, really? in California. There's actually a case in Georgia too. There's a whole um there's a whole town. That was a, I think it was abandoned too. And then they, um, not, never mind. Some black people bought that. It was abandoned. But definitely in California, it was like some beachfront property that this lady's grand, great, 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 great grandfather actually owned. And they, like you said, they, they spent money and got the documentation to prove it was theirs. And like you said, 
when they brought that documentation to court, it wasn't really too much of a fight. Like they they owed that land. You know what I'm saying? They'd rather us go that route though, because if we go the route of the South Africans, it's gonna be all out war. Because the way mm. South Africans have done, I don't know if y'all heard, is Cam Cam Rob pushed white people off of off of their land, off of their supposed land. They was like, no, this is by, native to by us. Any means. By any means. <laughs> <laughs> People are being shot in the head. Like if you don't leave, you got to sundown to leave. If you ain't packed, wow. you pack up on it. By any means necessary. Nah, I don't know that. They've created militias and done that. that. It's done is it's sprawled across certain parts of the continent of Africa. Like parts countries in West Africa have done the same thing. Like hey, get off of this land. What you don't want is you don't want an Idi Amin who is like hey. Uganda, who was like, hey, this is our land. We are native to this land. These, this, this belongs to us. And if you don't want to voluntarily leave, what we would do is we would just mass execute y'all asses and throw y'all in one grave. Yeah. So, yeah, I, again, I, I, I've used this before on the podcast. Tupac had a story where he was like, you see people on the out, like, hey, man, please give us food. Then you start, you jingle it up to see if he's going to convince them, like, please give us food, hey, give us some food. Then the next step is boom, boom, boom. Hey, open up this door. This is old to us. Then the last step is I'm I'm about to kick in the goddamn door and I'm waving a 404 at your ass. Like, hey, we've asked politely. That's why it don't. it's not going to happen in a lifetime, but the progression is going to happen. It's been proven in history. Black people are just asking nicely now. But eventually... There's possible it might be some bloodshed. Of course, these things are going to make it into court, and more and more trials will happen and more rewards will happen. What you don't want is a mass genocide of a people because of they've nicely for hundreds of years been like, hey, you owe this to us. Mm-hmm. I believe that'll happen. Like, if you're going to take it by, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take it by asking for it, or you're going to take it by force. Get down and lay down. Like, hey, it is what <clears> it is. <throat> That's true. Now, do you, you know? believe that? Um, do you believe that? I guess we're thinking currency USD, but what about? I was thinking as you know, I'm hearing thoughts like a, a line of credit, like almost a credit card, if you will, um, or um, like um, pick an area. Um, of this dollar amount, you can have your house built from the ground up, or if you see a house for sale, this is your limit, if you will. Would that suffice as, would would you be okay with that to suffice as a form of payment? Oh, that's yes. talking about private, I think that's talking about private yeah. business now. I don't even think that's federal. Yeah, but that, that at that point, I, I feel like if you can, Yes, and eventually that federal that federal decision had to come down to the states. It had to be tried in state court, and then then it had to be acknowledged within the state. And with at that point, even if that's just the reparations, I mean, let's just it. say uh, one to three with federal yeah. federal involvement in this fe- federal uh, what's the word collaboration in this. This is um, a uh, 
let's just say here, yeah, this is a federal angle, if you will, but we're not using U.S. dollar. I feel like that land should be given to people that might be the mass reparations. And from that point, even if you don't quote check, you give land, right? If they decide to sell that land back to the government or back to the local government or the federal government, okay, they've gotten their land back and you receive a dollar amount for that land from either them or a private private company or whatever. Either way, it's it's something liquid. It allows you to either you want to create residual income or you like I just want one stop shop. Like I believe that's possible. Oh, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but um, speaking of black people and black owned, I'm smoking a. Gotta give a shout out to them. Smoking Emperor's yeah. Cut. It's a, it's a black owned cigar company. Okay. Okay then. Try to buy black owned. Try, try to buy What's black owned. Emperor's Cut. Okay, y'all. I just want y'all to hear that Emperor's Cut. We're talking about y'all on the podcast. We're not asking for nothing. We're just giving. Free publicity. I know y'all probably already made it, or if not on your way, but just know the name is mentioned. And thank you for the coach. Hopefully, one day it can be a sponsorship. Get as Empress Cut. I'm shouting y'all out, man. We got we got people in Germany listening to this. Y'all can make sales in Germany. Question. So reparations uh so do you really truly think that reparations should be so is that uh more so of a federal issue or is that more so of a localized governmental issue or because he brought up credit is that also including private business type of issues because i know like in the midst of of slavery and jim crow laws i know that like like Certain banks like Bank of America and like Wells Fargo, they had they've had their entanglements with uh with <laughs> with the wrong side. So, do you think that the federal the the uh, federal government should be necessarily responsible for what state does uh, when it comes to reparations? Because at this time, well, let me rephrase it. Let me just give you the the uh this is a simple question. Do you think it's a federal, local, and also a private business issue? I believe it's a private I get what you're saying, and I got the answer. I got my answer for yeah. it. I believe it's a private business and also a local issue. Well what what happens with more most court cases, if they make it to the federal court, even if it's a decision that's made in the state court, the federal court decides that they want to uphold it or overturn it. I feel like the federal court should be held responsible to uphold whatever decision the decision that came down. At that point, the state court, the state government should be responsible for dealing these things out with personal business. That's a little tricky because you could take that to state court. If you have the documentation right. that can prove that, and you should be rewarded for people who have lost businesses like right. Tulsa, like the state of Oklahoma, like somebody who owned the business in the state of Oklahoma was like, this business was thriving. This was our overhead. This is what we rejected to make years down right. the line. If you have those numbers and can prove that and take it to state court, and it's a strong case and you win, the federal government 
the state and the federal government should uphold that decision, especially if that business is around. If it's like a Wells Fargo or whatever bank, and it's been proven, and we know they have the funds to pay it, I'm not, I'm not saying pay out a ridiculous amount, but if the projections add up, pay them. Pay them right. out. I, I, the federal government needs to uphold these decisions once they make it past state, because if the state will do what it naturally does, and they will try to appeal the decision, and that's when they're like, no, nah, hey, the federal court, the Supreme Court should be like, you know what? Here's the documentation. They prove um, beyond a reasonable doubt. And boom, reward. And, that's and even, the if thing, like, even if you don't give a lump sum, like you were saying, that's too much money out. Increments over time. Yeah. I think uh, federal court, like it, it, it happens now where, you know, the federal court will either mandate something or try to push a regulation and then you have pushback from the localized uh, or the state, really. So, you know, and then, you know, they'll go back and forth and then you realize that, you know, nothing's really getting done. <laughs> so that's why uh, that's why the question came up, because. I know that uh, if if states were sincere, let's think hypothetically, if they were sincere, it wouldn't necessarily have to be a federal issue. They just have to figure, they would have to, uh, because at the end of the day, it takes a state to actually push out the money uh, because more than likely, they'll roll that particular shit downhill. They'll go for federal, uh, give each state you know their earnings, and then they'll push it out to the masses. So then I want to know what that would look like. That shit would look crazy. But uh, yeah, I was just pandemic I was just money was looking crazy. Oh, pandemic! I still ain't got mine. So that's why I'm saying, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that's Uncle Sam, saying. you hear that? <laughs> Get that man and his tick. Even with that, yeah, this, you'll be the fool to think. They didn't have an economist, uh, uh, some type of business manager, some type of accountant sitting down with the president of the United States in his cabinet and explaining to him, you put this amount of money out into the economy. This is the spending habits of these people. Yeah. And what it's going to do is it's going to cost the dollar to create value again if you spend, if you give out this specific amount. There's a reason people are getting paid 600 then. 1200 and 600 again. You give out a certain amount that allows the economy to keep rolling the, and not have like the automotive industry and the shut down and the restaurant industry shut down and, and the customer service industry shut down or even the hospitals. You'd be a fool to think money wasn't put into the hospitals during this, during this quarantine. Right. Keep these hospitals afloat and keep them running and keep the money coming into it. They just did that too. The government, I do agree with Noble with this, and I hate to say this shit, but the government's not going to do anything elected benefit them in the long run. Exactly. Yes, he agrees. It's been, sh mm. it's been shown over time. It's been proven. Yeah. Time and time again, it's, it's been, been proven. Dancing. I hate to admit it. I hate to admit that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to think about it. Look how they did the pandemic. You got, you got, you got, you got thousands upon millions of people who, who, who were losing jobs. And they was given a uh, rucris. They charged they almost what? two hundred dollars a plate. They, what? they they cut. It. I was saying, 
they proved it over time during the pandemic when people were losing their jobs. They couldn't rucris two to three million dollars. Uh, you got people that you know can't can't buy food. That right there shows proof. I just kind of feel like it's more than that. They don't want to give black people money because of what will happen after that. I know we we we've been mentioning you know saying people will buy dumb shit. But you got to think about the power that come if we were to unite the power that could come from that. And that's the yeah. thing. We have to unite and at least for the masses. Not everybody's going to agree, but I like to use the civil rights movement for example. In mass. Now, because you had some coon-ass niggas who was just like, no, nah, man, I'm good where I'm at, man. I don't want to do all that. But in mass, most of them were like, hey, this is what I, I feel like us as a people should be and we were, and we had different avenues we had different roads we felt was going to take us to the same destination but for the most part we all we we for the most part agreed we can get back to that as a people i think we're then we could take those steps but it, it shit starts with us like if you if you're a black republican black democrat black independent black whatever party you align yourself with we understand that atrocity is happening in this country to us. And this is the way we go about it and progress forward. You can do it in your own way. Like, folks give, well, I'm not going to give her that much credit. But Ooh. if we can learn to agree to disagree and respect and have conversations, like Candace Owens, most black people don't like Candace Owens. You said that two but weeks ago. Some, but some of the shit she said, some of the shit she says is, is on the money. And I'm only using her for this example. Just we all sit down and willing to sit down and have a talk and not be so strong in our political alignment, but be like, okay, what? Okay, these are the things we disagree upon. Cool. Now, what do we agree about? And if in mass, if we can agree about certain things, we can be like, okay, let's take steps from things we actually agree about and push forward. Other communities have managed to do that. Not the whole, the whole Asian community doesn't agree upon certain things like Japanese because Japanese were building railroads over here may not agree with things that the Chinese and what they've had to go through here and the Koreans have had to go through here and Cantonese and, and Taiwanese and, and so on and so forth. But they understand this is what we're trying to get. So th these are things we agree upon. Let's march forward with that. Same with J the Jewish community because people think of Jews and they think of I forget the name of the cap. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And but there's other sects of Judaism, and for the most part, they agree upon like, hey, this is what I believe. This is what we believe is owed to us. This is what we should fight for. We have to come together and hold before we can even take the steps on getting reparations. And we haven't come together. We haven't. Yep. Because yeah. we, we, we let our ideologies separate us. Like, Cam, you Christian, right? Mm. I'm just. Are you a Christian? No, I'm, you're I'm spiritual. Just spiritual. Yeah. Rob, Rob is is Islamic, and I try to put your business out there. No, but what do you, what do you believe in? Emotional. Uh, I don't really. I don't really have a set belief. And I'm I'm more. I ain't gonna say agnostic. When I say spiritual, I can explain that. I more so practice 
Buddhistic beliefs than anything else. Sometimes I might read the um, Quran and agree with certain things that are said in there and practice those things. So, but we are all able to come together and have conversations and disagree on some things and agree on a lot of things and we focus on what we agree upon and we push forward as a podcast. So just using us as a microcosm for society. If we well, can do that, thing. why can't all of us come together and find out what we do agree upon as a people and push forward that way? Uh, yeah. They, they, yeah. they would think that, that that would be challenging though. Uh, and and the, the groups that you've you've mentioned not only have a religious uh, type of background, they have a cultural incentive as well. Uh, you know, Jewish is not the only sense of belief, it's part of their everyday life. And so that community sticks together in, in, in brotherhood and sisterhood because of those conditions and because of how they believe and how they practice their belief. And they're not spread, they're not spread thin when it comes to their belief system. So you, you have to consider that. You have to, like I said, you have to consider their culture and you have to consider how they identify themselves as, which heavily they let you know. So that, and in some Islamic cultures, they do the same thing. Um, your beliefs is your culture, your practice. So of course, it's gonna be easy to identify uh, identify a solution for those said people because of that situation. You already know who these people are. Uh, when it comes to black people, first of all, we all don't believe the same. <laughs> they don't believe the same. Uh, we're too spread thin. We psychologically, half of us is crazy and half of us is not. And, and then it, it, it just, and then culturally, nobody knows how to identify themselves, which causes further insanity. So, to try to have these, to have everybody try to think alike is like, it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges. So I get what you're saying and I understand and I respect that by the way, because I, 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 I definitely agree with if we could get it together with them, that's because of other groups, how they get it together, then we should be able to, to dominate. But that's one of those things where, you know, you have to show me better than you could tell me. I think it's possible. Um, I mean, like you said, psychologically, mentally, um, you know, we've been conditioned, but I think it's possible. Yeah. Not even you don't even have to think of like just coming together and just really just supporting your culture. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, you gotta think about yeah. it. Collectively, we are different, but just spending money in, in, in your own neighborhood or with your own, you know what I'm saying, with your own people, it's possible. It's it's very it's possible. possible. You 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 have to think about that though. You have to consider like when you think culture, right? Mm -hmm. You already gonna have like-minded people that think within that culture. That's just right. that's just uh, that's that's just facts that you can't even argue that. Like like he brought up the example once again about the Jewish community, uh, Chinese or the Asian community. I just say Asian community. Uh, uh, I won't even though you know cultures like the Japanese, Chinese, all of them, you know, had the same beliefs, but they're, they're well in depth in their culture. They have the same, they have the same move. If one moves, they all move. The Jewish community, if one move, they all move. Some Islamic cultures, if one move, they all move because they all have the same thought pattern and have the same belief on how their culture should move. You got black people, 
that don't really have a set culture or we do have a culture really but we can't really necessarily title it in a way uh, it's kind of hard to move because we're everywhere so when you have a group of people that's just constantly over here and over there and don't know how to gel and actually communicate your culture is chaotic so we don't need that so if we have people you want people to think like you you don't want people to think entirely like you but you want people to have the same notions of of succeeding like you you know what i'm saying so if we can do that which is possible I'm not arguing that then that would be great we've proven it in small increments though and small shit yeah. that we've done in mass we made we literally black 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 people across the globe made black panther the number one movie in the world yeah Man, but come on a movie no, 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 i get no, no, it no, no, i get no, no, it but no. i'm just saying yeah hear, hear me out we 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 we've, we've done it like in certain cases i like where it's going with the black lives matter we've for the most part damn near most black people have come together in mass like black lives matter and i can't breathe and we've come together in a movement why well, i feel like there's a disconnect which is why i agree with you those things doesn't take too much it takes work but it doesn't take a sacrifice like okay i can come out here and i can march i'm not saying you sacrifice the thing because you're putting your life in jeopardy but okay i march it's peaceful it's protest fine i, I post a black square on my, my social media cool I say I wear Black Lives Matter shirt or a mask or whatever. They know something from Black Panther. You spend money to be entertained. But most Black people, I feel like if there's no immediate benefit from the yeah. cause, why should I pour into it? Why should I invest into it? Why should I put my time and energy into it? So I do agree with you with that. Like you asking people to come together for this cause, and it may not be, it may not start out great. It may not be all roses when it initially happened. It was the same with civil rights movement. It wasn't initially roses. It took a while. Like technically, civil rights is from nineteen, from like late nineteen, late eighteen hundreds to nineteen seventy-five. And the strides they took from there, a lot of lives were lost. A lot of businesses were were going. There was there were actual real sacrifices, and atrocities that happened that people had to go through we had to deal with the murder murdering assassination i say that assassination and murder by leaders i don't think at this point in time us as a whole are willing to sacrifice these things we aren't willing to sacrifice our families we aren't willing to sacrifice our finances we aren't willing to sacrifice our comforts for today's cause so because of that in the generation we have who are like man i'm just out here trying to survive and keep my head above water it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen in our lifetime but i feel like there'll be a spark in some generation that's gonna cause the flame for people to be like all right we're gonna have to call back to the civil rights movement and jim crow and understand that all of us aren't going and to use a biblical phrasing <clears throat> all of us aren't going to make it to the promised land like I may see the promised land, but all of us aren't going to make it. I might not make it there with you, but we will make it. But we have to understand there's an opportunity cost with these things. And I don't think us as a whole are willing to sacrifice that shit. We are willing yeah, to deal the opportunity cost of what could possibly happen, or I ain't going to say possibly happen, what's going to eventually happen. So because of that, out of fear, I really believe it's out of 
welfare and I'm just comfortable. I'm, t I'm able to provide for my family this way and do this thing. I don't want to rock the boat. It's not going to happen for a while. Now, how would you feel about, let's just say, if um, every almost black, let's just say every black person, um, all right, let's say working class, and you know, um, be given the opportunity to be put in a different class. So middle class, kind of like you get promoted to, um, you know, the next step up. Um, I get, uh, let's just say you're making fifty thousand a year, but be given, let's say, another fifty thousand or whatever you're lacking of. Uh, if and you're capped out if you're at a hundred thousand, uh, if you're already making that. But if you're making under a hundred thousand, give you the difference of to put you in a new elite class. Um, I, I believe I will. I about this. I would like to see that opportunity given um, to you to elevate from your class. Okay. No, keep talking. Cost you kind of inflation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what she's. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you. I see what you're saying. Would they cause some kind of inflation somehow? The inflation? Oh, no. I don't I don't think so. They'll, no, they'll be slick they'll be slick and start raising prices. Now milk gonna be a hundred dollars yeah. a that, that, yeah. Oh yeah, you know what? That would cause that. I mean that would cancel out everyone from getting it right because you know they're gonna be like damn well i gotta give it to all these people they're gonna slow up the process i mean shit, we, some of us still can't get a stimulus uh or, or tax yeah me like i said or, bro. Or, or, yeah. uncle, <laughs> uncle sam yeah. you hear that uncle sam body <laughs> do you hear that hey there you go so you're already <laughs> dragging your feet but i'm just saying you know, if they make a hundred thousand, you don't have to pay them. I'm just saying for right. those under that. So now right, right, right. their class them got smaller. Right. You know and it kind of bridges that gap. I kind of see what you're saying. I see where I see where you're going. I definitely would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bridging the financial gap. Give me that. Let me get them dollars. Let me get them get dollars, them man. I, I think. Uh, yeah, that that it, it still would cause inflation. <laughs> I'm, t I'm, t I'm telling you, gas no bag be three hundred dollars a gallon. No bag of noodles gonna go for fifty cents to twenty two dollars. <laughs> hey, you're not gonna get you. You're not gonna get two seasoning packages. You're only gonna get one. Hey, you only get one. See, ramen only give you one, so it don't even matter. They're gonna get half of one. <laughs> yeah, only you half a packet. Right, damn. I, don't give, to give give me three crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that though. A hundred thousand? hundred thousand? Wow, a hundred thousand? Well, I would and like then that. And we ain't gonna like get no hours at work. You're gonna work one hour. I might quit if you just give it to me. I'm yeah, gonna get yeah, that hundred thousand real quick <laughs> and flip that real quick. Right. <laughs> Try to flip it. I see what you're saying about that. That would be clever. That that would be clever. Uh, you know, 
the biggest challenge of that, yeah, would be who would get what um, at that point. And if you just willy-nilly just giving it to all of us, that would be cool too. Uh, but yeah, economically, that probably would raise up a lot of prices. You still probably be poor. That one bedroom gonna go for fifteen hundred to uh fifteen thousand dollars a month. Fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand, three three bedroom gonna be thirty two hundred. You only you only gonna have a bathroom, that's it. Thirty two hundred, thirty two thousand. <laughs> yeah, a bathroom. You ain't even gonna have a studio apartment, it's gonna be a bathroom. Nah, it's gonna be one of them porta potties. You just gotta go in gonna, the You're gonna have a closet with a bucket. Shut up. What's the mini homes? What's them what's them tiny homes? Tiny homes. Hey, I guess one of them special price homes. Hey, let's see if they get this thing out. How about say I guess oh y'all can laugh. I guess I look at reparations differently. Because uh, I look at I look at it sometimes, and I shouldn't, from a personal point of view, meaning I live below my means. So because I live below, and, and I live below my means because it's just my upbringing. We we for the most part we were destitute. We were poor. You can say otherwise, but you got what four kids, and you trying to figure out how to support them. And then when we had my father, yeah, economically we we, we sat pretty good. But once he died. Financially, we were in some dire straits. So, wow. that I live below my means. I I don't sacrifice the things that I want. Don't that I want for less quality. But I, if I can get it for less than price, not price gouge, but I don't know this kind of something like that. I live that way. So because I live that way, if you gave me five hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna make that five hundred thousand dollars work. What I have to realize is not every black American is thinking that way. A black person, any person of African descent thinks that way and receiving reparations. They might be like, man, I got this money, nigga, I'm about to bowl. Yeah, you're going to see long lines at the mall, my boy. You're going to see long lines at the shoe department. <laughs> yeah, that's just what it is, man. I think, uh, you know, I mean, it. I mean, we talk about black folks. I mean, everybody does it. Clearly, we're just talking about our people. But, uh, you know, as far as our people go, you know, we do lack, not all of us, but we do lack the understanding of, of financial responsibility. And I'd be the first to say that sometimes I'm irresponsible. But uh, I think given that large amount of money to me, yeah, I, I would definitely become more understanding and appreciative of the value of this dollar at this point. But you get it to someone that definitely doesn't understand how to quantify that. They'll they'll definitely uh, find themselves under a bus or in a box on a corner store, wondering why they lost a hundred to five hundred thousand uh, dollars in two seconds. Because it happens all the time, apparently. So I was reading right that this black woman she won the lottery twice, <laughs> got millions of dollars, and somehow still ended up poor. Spent all her money on a house cars and clothes you first of all you got poor one time spending millions of dollars and then you won again and lost it, it again. <laughs> so <laughs> it just lets you know that 
we just have a maddening amount of people that are just fucking stupid when it comes to the the, the benefit yeah. of a dollar. So I don't know, man. All I know I is reverend. What? Well, 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 I mean, I'll say this. I don't care how you spend your money, honestly. I really don't. Uh, if you're part of a subgroup that wants better for the community, that's fine. Part of a group, if you're part of a larger group on a larger scale that wants bigger for uh, the black community, that's fine too. Once you get your reparations, you do what you got to do. But there's always going to be those nuggets that just don't care, that just don't care at all whatsoever. And that's fine. It's going to happen. So, I mean, reparations should just be given to people of the intelligent and people of the stupid. That's just what it is. And, and I like to just... I like to address the stupid. I, even if you don't listen to it, there are financial advisors and analysts and people. Because oh, yeah. I've gone to a couple of those courses. Even when Cam was talking to me about Forex, I've sat down listen. There are people you can sit down and talk to or knowledgeable about these things. At least educate yourself. You don't have to make that decision. A lot of people go to school and get degrees and don't practice what they majored huh. in. But they have that knowledge. If I arm you with the knowledge and you choose not to use it, cool. If I give you a gun and you choose not to shoot it when somebody come at you, that's on you. But you can never say you didn't know. So I would just encourage those the stupid, because I'm calling that. Right. Just educate your to educate yourself. At least try to listen to a little bit of it. And if you still decide you want to win the lottery and and go broke one time and then turn around and do the same shit again and spend it on all cars, houses, money. Not money, that's stupid. Why would you buy money? Um yeah. all these frivolous ass things. That's on you, but you can never say you weren't you weren't knowledgeable of it. I just encourage those people to please at least sit in one course. Even if it's even if it's one of those timeshare things or even if it's a two-hour course and I'm like, well, you have to stay here for this period of time and just listen to the course, just hear them out. Educate yourself. That's something we don't do in mass either. We entertain ourselves all the time. Yeah. We do that shit yeah. all the time. We listen to podcasts, not educational podcasts, but entertaining podcasts. We do it with TV. We do it with sports. We do it with all these things and we're pouring money into these things too that educate me, entertain us. But how we educating ourselves. You don't necessarily have to go to business school or get a four-year degree or get your master's or PhD, but there are courses that are readily available to us that we just choose not to open our eyes up to. So even with reparations, there's a personal responsibility that we have and accountability that we need to have that we, we don't, not in mass. And then we wonder how we do see Black Americans who are Thriving, they're not surviving, they're thriving, and they're millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires. We wonder how that happened. I ain't gonna say black Americans, black people in general, and they decided to educate themselves on what was going on financially. Yeah. Like, I, I encourage every person who's sleeping as a black person financially to re reach that for that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it gives you a better understanding of of fiscal responsibility and pouring the two things and just being responsible. Arm yourself. 
you arm yourself with guns, you do that, arm yourself with knowledge. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think everybody should, from from young to old. I think everybody should uh, always be prepared mentally with any stake and outcome that they that's that's about to happen or about to occur or whatever you're about to receive when it comes to financial uh, restitution. So just be mindful. You know, money is not easily given. So once it's given, <laughs> be responsible for it. And we're not oh. perfect because I have my financial irresponsibilities and I'm learning to be like, okay, I'm learning to, I'm learning to open myself up and talk to people. And if I'm the smartest person in the room or the most, the wealthiest person in the room or the most cultured person in the room, I feel like it's an issue. Like it's a real issue to be. Like when y'all tell me things that y'all know and have an understanding about that I don't know, you're educating me on, I welcome that because I'm like, good, I was able to learn something through this friendship and this connection with y'all, this brotherhood with y'all. And I'm like that every day with people. If I can't learn something from you, there's no, you have no real benefit to me. Like I need to learn something in some regard. Like I learn things from a wife every day. I learn how to, to be a husband, how to love her, how to love, period. How to protect, how to provide. I need us as people to do that, just learn, educate yourself, evolve, grow, somehow. This is true, sir. This ain't, this is true. This ain't fat. I just need us to be able to pick up on these things and we'll be in a better position. Then we have a stronger argument when we go to the local courts and we go to the federal courts and we argue our reparations or we argue whatever we're arguing because we've armed ourselves with this knowledge. And that's not saying it's going to go peachy king every time. But you moving forward. That's that's the it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like we take a step forward each and every time. So I'm I'm uh, I'm not hopeful for us as a people in our lifetime, but my great grandchildren's lifetime. I'm hopeful for us because hope my personal accountability. Me as a man, as a black man, as me as just being the patriarch of my family. I want to educate generation underneath me responsibilities about everything, cultural responsibility, but physical responsibility also. Like every time I talk to my niece, I make sure she understands that. Like she went off the FAMU and she went on some scholarships, but then, some, then sometimes those scholarships might last a year, four years or whatever. She realized she was going to pull out loans. She was smart enough to be like, you know what? Uncle, I'm a, Uncle man, I'm going to take a gap year. I'm going to build up this amount of equity for me to be able to pay for school, even if I have to pay for it out of pocket. So why I don't owe anything, so I put myself in a finance, better financial situation mm. instead of going to immediate debt and not getting a complete understanding of finances. Right, now my family was like, oh, you leaving school, you're not gonna graduate, you're not gonna get a degree, you're not gonna get all that. But she's looking at the bigger picture of, I'm trying to destroy that generational miswealth that we have in our family. I want to be able to, my sister, she's a prime example of that. 
my niece is named after my sister, and she seen my sister, she seen what my older sister did. Her and her husband. She was in I want to say undergrad. She was in undergrad at Emory. He was in grad school at uh, me at um Morehouse. Not me. He was in undergrad at Morehouse, and they realized that if both of them were to stay in school. They both had to pull out loans. So this thing was okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave school. I'm gonna drop out of school. But I'm going to make sure you get through school without having any or anything. So our credit will be fine. I see the long picture, long run. The bigger picture. So he paid for her to get through school. When it was his time and she, there was financial in situation to where she could just be like, hey, here's this amount of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I could pay this up front, get your degree, educate yourself. She did just that. We need to have more of a mindset of that. In order, in order to close that that wealth gap that exists, right. right? But like you said, not everybody thinks of that. We fall into societal norms. Like, well, we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to have these degrees. We're supposed to have this job and do this. But at what risk? Like the way you put yourself in there, or if you turn 18, you still living at home with your mama. It's an issue, or your dad. It's an issue. You you, you need a subject. Food. That's like, a different subject because not all cultures believe that. I think black people are really. No, 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 right. Not all cultures believe that. Not a lot of our culture now believes that. That's because a different generation, a different mindset. But right. the older mindset was you got to do something. You got to work at McDonald's. You got to figure something out. You got to get out of my house. And then they instantly yeah. putting themselves in debt trying to pay for an apartment, trying to get sure. have a job, go to school, pay taxes of that nature. I've gone, I was in. Uh, I was in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and I went to a woman's house. And there was a house in the back of the house. I was like, fuck, I've never seen that before. Like an actual house in the back of the house. So I was a salesman, and I'm door to door salesman, knock on the door. I'm selling this product. He buys like two cases of it. So, me, I'm inquisitive. So I'm going to ask questions. I'm like, hey, what's that house behind the house? She was like, oh, that's my, that's a house I had built for my son. I'm like, your son? She was like, yeah, he's in, um, He's in grad school at University of Arkansas, and da, 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 da. I was like, "You still allow him to live with you, even though he's in school?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna let him leave this house until he can pay for his own home right out, before he can pay for a car right out, before he can just pay for these things right out with being in debt." That made me realize, not like you said, not everybody thinks like that. You have some people who want to set their children up, the next generation for this. We should think more like that. Person we work with, I applaud. Perry, two, Perry has two sons. He allows them to live with him, and one of them is in like, getting his PhD, I think, right now. He's like, when they leave my house, I want them to be able to pay for a home, right? I'll pay for this, pay for that, have a certain amount of equity built up before they step out into that world. So financially, they're in a better situation. We need more thinking of that nature. I agree. With we that. just do. I know when I was 18 years old, man, I went off the, I went off the, um, went off the football camp. I came back looking for my room. What up? I thought it was gonna be my room. Yeah. I got, I got yeah. there. The mattress <laughs> gone. My clothes yeah. were gone. Yeah, All that, that nigga shit home. was gone. <laughs> <laughs> went to the garage. I found out my mattress had been thrown, my bed had been thrown away, my furniture had been thrown away. Um, my clothes were fucked up. <laughs> My mom was like, you ain't to figure it out. And I was like, the fuck? 
Ah, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, I made financial decisions that one responsible. And it just tied in with reparations. We educate our children, educate ourselves, educate the people around us that our knowledge will be things and practice what we preach. Because we can say a lot of this shit and not do it. But if we practice what we preach, I think it'll move it'll move the needle for it. And we stop looking at, at things as a hustle, like Forex, for example. Forex is not a hustle. Okay, what anybody tell you, it is not a hustle. I'll say that one more time. It's not a hustle. If you look at these ways to make cryptocurrency and certain currency, it's tangible and it's real. Educate yourself enough to be like, let me invest in this. And pour into this, you will benefit from it. Because of stuff like that, when it reaches its bubble, you have a lot of black people be like, man, I wish y'all had invested in that. They look at Google and be like, damn. I remember Google was just, man, something small. I wish I would have invested money in that and brought stocks in that. Or I wish I would have invested in Amazon when it was just the office front. Like, things of that, like, we can't, we can't change what happened in the past economically, but we can change what happens moving forward. Can't arm ourselves in that way. Like, because no broader point, we might not ever receive reparations. But there are other ways and there's other things we can do because we've always been a resourceful people to figure out like, okay, how can I benefit from this way? We just have, like, I've seen it for myself. I've seen it with this company, black owned company called Sleep is for Suckers. I've seen it with um, Jason Lobdell with um, X28 and his, and, his, and his fitness company and having a gym and training these celebrities and putting out fitness not, I want to say tapes, but like streaming services and things of that age. He, he armed himself and educated himself to be like, you know what? This is this is what I have a passion for. This is what I'm meant to do. And this is how economically I could benefit from it. And you progress. And there are black people like that who give that knowledge. Like that group he's a part of. He's he's a part of a group with this dude named Mr. 500. And um, oh, yeah. Bob Bell and the CEOs. The CEOs. Yeah, and they and they give that knowledge away. Now, of course, you're going to have to pay to go to the conference, but again, that's the opportunity cost to arm yourself and take these disinformation because these aren't no scammer-type niggas. Like, they are legit. And you be like, okay, they're pouring it to us. Let's benefit from it. Let's use these things. Let's create, let's close this wealth gap. So reparations will come. It'll come. I probably won't be here. I said again, I really probably won't be here, but until then, there's other ways for us to close that gap. Right. All right. That was good, sir. That was awesome. Now, before we close out this episode, like everybody said, we might not see reparations in our lifetime, but I encourage everybody listening to this podcast to arm yourself with education, financial literacy, create your own wealth. We got to bridge this gap. The only way to do that is to work together. And one more thing for you, we cut out. I shouted out Jason Lobdell, but I didn't shout out his wife. Mrs. Lobdell, Mrs. Two Weeks Out, and again, generational closing the gap. She was a battalion fire chief for the city of Atlanta. And she started her own company and now she's a millionaire. Mm. So 
I'm only saying that to just bring up not only black as black men can we do this, but as black women, it is very much so possible. And I encourage our black women, because I know sometimes it can be lost in translation that we speak and we talk about black men in our community. And we only talk about what we know. We are black men and we can only talk about our experience, but black women are just as important, if not more, actually more important in our community and just as capable and viable to also accomplish these things too. I agree. Facts, facts. That I do agree with. Facts. Facts. Yo, this has been another episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Oh, snap. We on Apple Podcasts, Yeah, we on Apple Podcasts. Oh, my yes, Apple. Apple. Hey, yes. YouTube, <laughs> IG, we, we, we all over. <laughs> We 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 finna take over. What DJ Khaled say? <laughs> we taking over. <laughs> what Fat Joe say? What Fat Joe say? Hey, and this is gonna be true about this podcast really, really soon. Today's prices ain't yesterday's prices. I need them to understand that about when three black kings in my hills. Today's prices ain't yesterday's prices. So. Get in, get in now while you can, because today's prices ain't gonna be yesterday's prices. Hmm. I like that, sir. That Fat Boy Joe said that. We going to the moon, baby. Fat Joe, yeah, Fat Boy Joe said it. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> All right, then, man. It was a blessing, man. Appreciate the knowledge, everybody. Much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can always learn from y'all. Always, always appreciate it. My love. He's he's got